a Podcast One production. Your Morning Agenda, Summer Edition. Hello, Natasha Belling here. Thanks for your company this Monday, the 28th of December. As many of you are enjoying a well-deserved break, we are looking at the top news stories that have set the agenda in 2020 and will still be making news throughout 2021. We'll be back with all the breaking news from Monday, the 11th of January. But until then, please enjoy your morning agenda's summer edition. It's that time of year, presents and precious time with family, but sometimes it can be very stressful. Many of us may be able to relate to the main character in the wonderful holiday movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Here's a little recap of Paul Clark Griswold, who was at breaking point with his family over the festive season. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny f***ing K. Oh, poor Clark. We just want to give him a COVID-safe cuddle. So many of us may have had a Clark moment. What's the secret to dealing with family and friends over the holidays? In today's episode, we'll chat with psychologist and founder of the Happiness Institute, Dr Tim Sharp, also known as Dr Happy. We'll get his expert advice on dealing with conflict Also, how to cope with grief if this is your first Christmas without a loved one or you are separated from family this year. And he'll also give us some life-changing advice on how to find happiness from what has been a challenging year for so many. Thanks so much for joining us, Tim. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. We just heard that very funny bit of video there talking about dealing with difficult relatives over Christmas. Christmas can be a very stressful time for many people. What would your professional advice be on how to deal with relatives or friends or family over Christmas? Yeah, look, it can be. Well, it's an interesting time. It's a mixed time, obviously. For a lot of people, it is a time of of joy and happiness and celebration, and that's fantastic. Um, But as you've noted, it can can actually be very difficult for certain people under certain conditions. Um, You know, I've often said if you you feel you're at peace with the world or if you feel you're enlightened, just spend a week with your family. Um, It's a a great tester. And and look, you know, that's normal. Um, our families are, you know, we're, we're, it's the people we're closest to in the world, but it's also the people that can sort of stir us up and trigger us the most as well. So I guess what I'd say to people is um, try to focus on the good bits. So try to um, uh, be grateful for what you have, um, whatever, whatever love and affection and, you know, is there. Uh, and those bits that you do find difficult, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's mum or dad or a sibling or the uncle who always uh, says the wrong things, Remember that uh, you don't have to respond to that or try not to respond to it. So focus on what you can control. Um, and if you need to step away at times or if you need to spend more time or less time with certain people, try to work out how you can best do that to look after yourself. Yeah, that's great advice. 2020, as we know, has been a really challenging time for a lot of people. There's been many people that have suffered mental health issues. Uh, it's also been a time of loss for people. You know, people may be sitting down to the Christmas table this year and it's the first time that they haven't got their loved one there because they may have passed away or that loved one is still overseas. What's your advice on how to deal with loss over the festive season? Mm. Yeah, look, that, that's very true. And going back to, I guess, the point we just made a minute ago that where Christmas can be a difficult time because, um, because certain people aren't there. 
uh, or because you're reminded of, you know, what's gone. Um, and this year, more than any other, I think, will we'll trigger feelings of, uh, of loss and sadness, I think, unfortunately. Um, the first thing I think to acknowledge is that that's an important human emotion. It's a normal response. Um, grieving and sadness are, are normal and appropriate. So we, we want to try, it's important not to push them away or not to deny them. Um, so the first thing I'd say is to, to recognise and acknowledge them and accept them for what they are, um, important parts of the healing process, I guess. Uh, but the second bit or the next bit I'd say is to um, to try to explore maybe a little bit about what's going on. Uh, you know, I think too often where um, too often too many of us run away from distress. We run away from pain. I mean, I spend most of my time talking about happiness, but what I also say is an important part of happiness is accepting and acknowledging and dealing with unhappiness. So we need to face up to it rather than run away from it. So if you have had loss, again, recognize it, acknowledge it, try to explore it as best you can. But then most importantly, I guess, do whatever you need to do to nurture yourself, um, whatever is required for you. Different things will work for different people, but whatever works for you, take care of what you need to do or do what you need to do to take care of yourself so you can get through you know, the next week or, or whatever it might be. And, and I guess that's the other thing to keep in mind, you know, that if Christmas is a difficult time for you, um, it won't last forever. You know, we're talking about a couple of days or maybe a week, um, and the, the sadness and the grief won't last forever. Um, just finally, I suppose, the other thing I'd say is uh, remember, you don't have to do it all on your own. Um, I think, again, too often, too many of us try to be, quote, unquote, strong and deal with everything uh, on our own, whereas we don't have to. So if you reach out and ask for help, if there are other people, other family members, other friends who you know are going to, you know, will be supportive or loving, uh, use them as best you can. Uh, I don't mean that in a manipulative way, but in a, in a constructive way. Uh, lean on those around you and allow them to love and support you as best they can. I love that you do concentrate on happiness, Tim. I think, as I mentioned before, 2020 has been such an overwhelming year. It's created a lot of anxiety and depression in people because it's such uncertain times because we don't know what's going to happen. But what would your advice be about the importance of focusing on the positives in the world right now? Oh, look, I think it's it's super important. Um, and, and not just right now, but at all times. Um, you know, I think happiness and positive emotions are significantly underestimated in their value. Um, look, there's no doubt uh, we shouldn't expect to feel happy all the time. That would be absurd. Um, so it is normal and appropriate to experience the full range of human emotions, including anxiety and sadness and anger and frustration. These are all normal. But, but happiness is actually a very, very important positive emotion. It fuels growth. It leads to um, you know, better performance and better quality relationships. So it should never be underestimated. You know, I think too often it's kind of seen as just this frivolous extra bonus, which um, which it kind of is, but it's also much more than that. Um, and this year particularly, uh, look, I, I know as well, you know, for, for me it's been an extremely difficult year as it has been for many others. And, you know, for many of us it's been one of the hardest years we've ever had to negotiate for all sorts of reasons. But there has also been a bit of a, a, you know, a shining light or a light to the, you know, a silver lining to the cloud. And that is that for many people, it's been a year where they've slowed down a bit. Um, and that's something that many of us have, have often wished for. You know, we've often said, if only life could slow down a bit. Well, we've had that this year. And although, you know, there've been negatives associated with that, the positives have also been that it's been a time of reassessment and reappraisal and reevaluation and I've spoken to so many people who have, uh, you know, said more than ever now they've uh, realised, I suppose, or, or remembered what's really important, you know, what, what, what do we really value in life? 
and that's often you know it's things like basic things like our physical health and well-being uh like our relationships you know i guess isolation and and the, the social restrictions we've had have made us realize more than ever how important family and friendships are how important socializing is so i guess going forward if we you know it, it's not about just forgetting or uh, pretending the bad stuff didn't happen it did and 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 for some people that will be significant and maybe long lasting but if we can also focus on on those positives um you know and remember what's really important and go forward determined to make those priorities remain a big part of our life you know so we don't just get sucked back into what used to be the old normal um hopefully through 2021 we can stay focused uh, on those things in life which which really make an important difference such a great point you make because i certainly feel that through 2020 it's been incredibly tough but it has kind of ripped the carpet out from all of us in mm. the concept of saying, okay, what really matters in, in life? And and that is health, that is happiness, that's your family, that's having meaningful connections with family and friends. And that sometimes, um, you know, we need to get off the treadmill to realise what mm. really matters in life. And it's also highlighted the true value of um, some people that seem to be undervalued in our society, like the frontline workers, the mm. scientists, the nurses, the researchers. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. And, and it can even work. You know, I think you know, so many of us, so many people complain about work, but, you know, I think this year um, a lot of people realise how much value they get from work, from the structure, from the stimulation, from the from the social connection. But you're 100% right. I mean, and this is something that, that uh, you know, it's been a frustration of mine and many, many of us for many years now, even pre-COVID, that the lack of value that's previously been given to teachers and nurses and doctors and, as I said, all those frontline workers. Um, hopefully now, I'm hopeful when I wear my optimistic cap, <laughs> I'm hope, which, which I don't all the time, um, hopefully now we will remember more often how important those people are in lives. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to, I think teachers this year have done an incredible job of switching to online or you know, going backwards and forwards from online and face-to-face, re, you know, rejigging uh, curriculum and learning, you know, learnings, et cetera. And obviously our uh, healthcare workers have done an amazing job working, I mean, putting their own lives at risk. Um, and then even if we go back a bit further to the firefighters, um, you know, pr- which was uh, only a year ago and mm-hmm. possibly coming up again to the fire season. So, so um, you know, I think, yes, definitely, if we, we, if we can use this, negative experiences and opportunity to appreciate those people who are really, really important in life. And, and even, you know, dare I say, you know, the baristas and the restaurant workers and um, everyone that, that there's so many people in our world who, who make our lives better, but we sometimes take them for granted. And maybe this has been a, um, well, hopefully this will be a trigger to not take them for granted, to really appreciate who and what's important. How do we stop being sucked back into that vortex mm. when life may return to that rat race again? And to, I guess, all of us can make a difference to, you know, remember those true heroes that have risked their lives to maintain what's important in life and to remind one another about what truly matters with a good value system. Yeah, look, it's a really good question. And um, I'm afraid to say there's no simple answer because it really, it, I think it will be very easy to get sucked back into it. We've seen this before. We've seen it with, you know, with other crises, whether it's either in a, at, a, at an individual level, just in our own lives, or even some of the bigger ones at a community or national level. Um, humans are incredibly adaptable, um, and that's a fantastic thing. We're incredibly resilient, which again can be fantastic. I mean, you know, that allows us to get through all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, but it also can be a little bit problematic in a sense in that we can't. It is easy 
and and it is sort of part of our natural makeup to just sort of get back into what was. Um, and so the easiest thing, yeah, well, so for those of us in Australia where COVID is, we've, we've managed to have it remarkably well, fantastically well, where it does look as though we're, you know, things are opening up and, and if not, you know, in the next few weeks and certainly by early 2021, we will be returning or will be able to return to pretty much, well, hopefully most of the things that we used to do in our normal life. So, so the easiest thing will be, I think, to just sort of get sucked back into that, to that old life. But I hope we don't in a way. I really hope we don't. I hope we, well, I'm looking forward to, as many of us are, to getting back into the good stuff um, and what the stuff that worked and the stuff that gave us joy and happiness but I think we are, hopefully we'll also all stop and pause and use, you know, now's a great time to think about things we don't want to get back into, the stuff that we didn't necessarily like or that wasn't working for us. And, and part of that might be that, that you know, lack of appreciation or the taking people for granted. So I think to, um, you know, to answer the question, it, it won't be easy, but I think if we can all find a way to remind ourselves and maybe remind each other, then hopefully collectively we can achieve um, you know, what would be an admirable goal. Fingers crossed, let's hope so. Tim, you're also known as Dr Happy. As you mentioned, over this period is a great time for reflection and focusing on what we want to do or how we want to be in the new year. What would your key piece of advice be for people listening today on how they can really embrace happiness? Uh, well, the first thing is um, I think to recognise its importance. Uh, as I said a bit earlier, I think we often undervalue the importance of positive emotions. We, we can't, well, I think we all know they're nice. I mean, by definition, we run, everyone knows that happiness and joy is nice, but we often don't appreciate how much more benefit they bring to our lives. I mean, we know from the research that people who are happier are also healthier. Uh, we know from the research that people that are happier uh, have better quality relationships. Um, they perform better in every aspect of life. So the first thing is if, if we can really appreciate the value and the importance that positive emotions can bring to our lives, uh, that's the the first step, I suppose, because I guess without that, you you won't you know won't make the time or effort to do it. And and I guess that's the next step then is to actually make it a priority. Um, there are other things in our lives that we do prioritise. Um, you know, we everyone I'm pretty sure everyone listening um, would spend at least a couple of minutes a day brushing their teeth um, because we know that our dental hygiene is important. Many people listening will probably spend more than a couple of minutes a day exercising because we know that that's good for our physical health and well-being, which will help us live longer and better, et cetera, et cetera. Well, but I, would, I guess what I would ask people is what do you do for your mental health? You know, we look after our dental health and our physical health, but not as many people prioritise or actively make time for their mental health and well-being and their happiness. Um, and so, but if we can, if we can set aside the time, so, so recognise the value, make it a priority, actively set aside the time, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time. If you can spend you know, 10 or 15 minutes a day engaging in quote-unquote mental health activities, so that's th things like meditating or even uh, practising gratitude, as we've just been speaking about, uh, reaching out and connecting with friends. I mean, that's a powerful, positive uh, activity. If we can dedicate at least uh, even just 10 or 15 minutes a day to something that makes our lives richer and uh, healthier psychologically, uh, then the benefits can be enormous. Oh, great advice, Dr. Happy. Dr. Tim Sharp, thank you so much for joining us in this summer edition of your Morning Agenda. Thank you for having me. 
And don't forget, your morning agenda with the latest news headlines is back from Monday the 11th of January. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another episode in the summer series. As thousands head to the beach over the holidays and enjoy the backyard pool, we have some important expert advice on how to stay safe in the water. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.